Welcome to the Gospel According to with Brian and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. Okay, so whenever we look at this last section of the book of Revelation, it's really an invitation. We talked about this a long time ago in our conversations, Mike, but Revelation 22 draws from the letters to the seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3 in great detail. The promises that are extended in Revelation 2 to 3 are realized in Revelation 22. And so it's just an intertextual note to recognize that John is just bringing everything together and is reminding us where he has been, where God has taken us, and ultimately where this book needs to take us. So I'd kind of like to finish out our conversation by asking two questions. The first question is, what does the book of Revelation generally, but then this section specifically, tell us about God? Mm-hmm. Whenever we read the Bible, we always have to remember God is the main character. Yeah. God has to be the main character of all that we read, all that we glorify. God is the main character. What does Revelation tell us about God? You know, the thing that stands out to me, there's, there's several things. You know, the, the first thing that comes to, to my mind to say is the greatness of God um, over and against the what seems like the greatness of the conflict we're in, the war we're in, the troubles that we face. And, and so, one, seeing that God is greater. Um, beyond that, that, that God is faithful and wise and at work to carry out his purpose, even when it doesn't look like it. Um, if we simply uh, take what we see around us with um, non-apocalyptic eyesight, um, we, we might be tempted to say, God, do you see? Do you care? Are you going to do anything about this at all? Are you at work at all? And, and yet what this apocalyptic vision, the apocalyptic vision we're given is to see that God is indeed at work, that he is carrying forth his purpose from before the foundation of the world, that he's fulfilling his promises uh, to Adam and Eve, to Abraham, to uh, Isaac and Jacob and Israel and David and through all the prophets that, that all these... All these promises are finding their fulfillment in Christ, even still. Um, and so, I, I see His greatness. I see His faithfulness. I see His His resolve and His steady uh, fulfillment of promises, and um, and and as well as the way He brings it about is not the way that that we often want it to or think it should go. Um, but, but again, seeing all this through the lens of this victory and this power is expressed through a slain lamb, mm-hmm. um, the way God does it is always subversive and, and flips the script for how we think things should go. It, it, it's, it's, it's changing what we've learned in this present evil age and showing us who God really is as we, as we learn to see kingdom and power and um, all these things through the lens of a 
crucified king. Absolutely. A, yeah. A slain lamb. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I don't even know where to begin commenting after that, Mike. There's so much there. I mean, I, I think if I had to pick one word, it's God is faithful. Yeah. God is faithful. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even whenever you look at verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. And so while Revelation does witness to Christ, more truly it's Christ's witness to us. Mm. And Jesus is referred to in Revelation 1-5 as the faithful witness. He is the faithful witness. That's right. And I think it's so empowering to note that God is faithful. God is faithful to his people. God is faithful to his promises. God is faithful to his word. No force, no evil, no power, no device of Satan will ever thwart him. God is faithful. And obviously, you and I still have parts of Revelation that we puzzle over and question Mm -hmm. and think through, and we hopefully will the rest of our lives. I I pray that we never master a book that's meant to master us. But amidst that, I'm I'm so much more firm in the fact God is faithful. Yes, God is faithful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The question that I'd like to follow that up with then is, if Revelation tells us about God, mm-hmm. what then does Revelation tell us about us? You know, there's lots of things I would say as you framed it that way in light of what we just said. I think about Christ's words at the end of the parable of the Good Samaritan, uh, go and do likewise. You know, if God is faithful... Um, if if God it, it overcomes through Christ, through the slain, risen Lamb, um, if God does all these things, follow follow the Lamb. Um, you know, or, or maybe I'll just stick with Revelation language. Follow the Lamb wherever He goes, um, and, as well as overcome. You know that that message rings so loud in this book. Whatever we're facing, yeah. The call is to overcome, um, whether it's whether it's temptation for for worldliness and conformity to the world, whether it's um, the the sort of false prophecy and toxic religion that we're we're uh, being confronted with and immersed in, uh, whether it's idolatry and uh, or, or persecution, um, you know, no matter what we're facing, overcome. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I, I think my answer to that would probably be the flip side of that. Mm. You know, w- what you're helping us to see is life is going to give us a litany of tests and trials and tribulations, sufferings, etc. How do we respond to that? As you said, overcome. We will overcome. I think I would then like to ask actively, what is Revelation calling us to do? You know, a few years ago, whenever I really got serious into Revelation, I went in full-heartedly ready to decode this book. Mm, You know, I went in ready to figure out which beast was lining up with which emperor and exactly which year this particular verse was referencing, and I was ready to decode Revelation. I had my commentaries, Mm. I had my history books, and I was ready to decode Revelation. Having now spent a few more years meditating on Revelation, I've realized that's the very thing Revelation's calling us not to do. Mm-hmm. Revelation is telling us 
Jesus is revealing to us. This is a book meant to reveal to us. I think that the mission of this book is not calling us to spend lives speculating about every last detail of the book. We certainly, certainly should spend our whole lives meditating and thinking about and eating this book as Ezekiel did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think Revelation is calling us to prophesy. Mm-hmm. If you even look at this last section of Revelation, notice how prominent the prophets are. Verse 6, the Lord God, the Spirit of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Verse 7, blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Verse 9, the angel said, I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, with those who keep the words of this book. Verse 10, he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, etc. Okay, there's other examples in here. There's just a few. This is about prophecy. But again, what is this prophecy calling us to know? What is this prophecy calling us to do? How is this prophecy calling us to live? Well, prophecy is not meant to be decoded about some distant future. Prophecy is meant to exhort us toward the, prom- toward, toward the promises and the presence of God. There's my alliteration for the day. Yeah. Prophecy is meant to provoke us toward mm, the promises right. and presence of God. And I think if you Promptly. notice... Yeah, say again? Promptly. Promptly. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Practically perfect in every way. You know, whenever, whenever you note the call to prophesy then... It's so interesting that in verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify, Jesus himself as the faithful witness, mm-hmm. to you about the things for the churches. I am the root, the descendant of David, the bright morning star. Verse 17, I've often misread. The spirit and the bride say, come. Who is saying come? The spirit and the bride. Who's the bride? We've already seen back in chapter 2. 21, or uh, 19 and 21, it's the people. We are. Yeah. You know, this uh, verse 17 is not merely an invitation for us to receive. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation for us to offer. Mm-hmm. We are to call the world, come to the Lamb. We who hear, oh, that echoes with overtones of Isaiah. Yeah. We are to call the world to come. We are to call the thirsty to come. We are to call the dead to life. We are to speak forth the prophecy of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think probably more than any other book in the Bible, Revelation reckon, re- helps me to, to reckon with what does it mean to live as a prophet for God? Mm-hmm. No, that does not mean that I live my life thinking God speaks personally in my ear. No, that does not mean that I live my life decoding the future with astrology and everything else that divination may give us. What it means is, I prophesy to the truth of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I prophesy to the slain lamb. I prophesy to the Father on the throne. I prophesy to the seven spirits. I prophesy to God. Then in witnessing to God, God may reconcile the world back to him. I think that's what Revelation is really calling me to do. So let's take all this back together, Mike. Yeah. Question 2B. Hmm. Why is Revelation good news? Man, it shows us in high-def, fantastical, 
imagery, God reigns, you know? Yeah. What we've been saying from our pilot episode, right? Looking at that, just trying to get a, a very biblical definition for the gospel itself. And Revelation shows us very powerfully that God is reigning and and is working towards the fullness of his reign over all things. Amen. And if I can close us out by kind of giving a play on this now, here's what I think Revelation has shown us. Revelation shows us not only does our God reign, but Revelation also shows us if we are faithful to God, we will reign with him. Amen. And that is very good news. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According To podcast. If you have any questions about church today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns.